You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Benjamin Hall, here with my co-host, Dan Schifo, on my left. What's going on, everyone? Yeah, it's kind What's of, kind of a, kind of a, uh, kind of a, I'm usually not over here. I'm usually in the, you know, like you said, on, on the left, but, but I'll take it. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Usually like kind of in a different chair, but it's all good. Yeah. It well, works. Thanks for, thanks for coming over and doing this. No, thank you. It's, episode. it's kind always of last, a pleasure. Last moment we planned this, but you know, that's, that's the how way we, we that's roll. How we roll. <laughs> that's how we do things. No, it's, it's all good. No, I, I greatly appreciate it. And, and I always appreciate, uh, just everyone listening and, uh, everyone download, you know, download and, and checking out the episodes. Um, you know, I hope, yeah. I hope that everyone's taking from it, you know, taking something from it and enjoying it and enjoying the conversation and enjoying our guests and, and just, I mean, I know we're enjoying doing it. I, I love doing it and meeting with different people and different guests and hearing their stories. I mean, yeah. That's, that's what I think it's all about, you know, just kind of spotlighting whoever it is that we have on and telling their story because they're all exceptional. Yes. Just and me. Yeah. Speaking of guests, yeah. we have one today. We have we have a guest today. That let is. let me introduce uh Jerry's longest seated volleyball coach. And he's also my dad. Also your dad. <laughs> a little, little bit of a caveat, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh welcome to the show, show Bucky Hall. Good evening. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. I was trying to debate whether I should call you by your real name or by the name everybody knows you as. Yeah, if you use my real name, everybody will be know. like, who's that? Who's, who's your guest? Yeah, right. Who's that? I guess, yeah. well, that's where we'll start, I guess. And I think I know the story, but I, so how do you get Bucky from Walter? Well, I do not know the whole story behind okay. that. Uh-oh. Other than the fact my dad, your grandfather, Ben. Yeah. Also had the name Walter, and he was called Bucky. And you're not quite sure why. I'm not yeah. quite sure why he was called Bucky, oh but gosh. of course, I became Little Bucky. Yeah, right. Because yeah. of that, sure. Because of that, and um, I was told one time, but the only person that I know of that knows is no longer with us. So, oh. Yeah. We will never know. <laughs> sure, sure. In Unfortunately. Because I was going to say we should do a side spinoff podcast <laughs> where we discover the origin of the nickname, but I guess that's... Yeah. No, that's, no, that's, that's not going to happen. That's down a uh, rabbit trail <laughs> that has no end. Yeah. Anyways, well, thanks for being on the show. And uh, I suggest to the Dan that we have you on because you just retired from coaching volleyball for so many years. How, how many years now? It was 35 years. 35 years. Coaching. Is there a year that you weren't associated with Dairy Volleyball? Because I know you played on the first team. Uh, there's been 45 years of Dairy Volleyball. Oh, I didn't know that long. I coached wow. 35, played for three. So there was only seven years of Dairy Volleyball to this point that I wasn't involved in. That's pretty impressive. And I, and I think I kind of want to, you know, maybe at least provide a little bit of, um, you know, just kind of a little bit of overview. Like context um, for that. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little uh-huh. bit. Um I, it's really it's really cool for me because um you know I work with you know with with you and, and your head coach and um you know I, I 
if for anyone who might be listening for the first time or maybe a couple times, um, I work uh, as a reporter, uh, sports and news for the Latro Bulletin on kind of a local paper, uh, the Latro Bulletin. And in our coverage area is Derry, mm-hmm. uh, which is the school we're, we're talking about here in, here in Pennsylvania. So it's Derry. Uh, D-E-R-R-Y. D-E-R-R-Y, that's right. But it has been, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Derry is one of the schools in our coverage area. So I work hand in hand with with um, your head coach, Sean Spencer, and and uh, great to work with uh, as are you know, a lot of our other coaches. But um, just D- Derry Volleyball is um, known as just a powerhouse program in the state. Uh, it's class double A. It's the... Uh, the, the lowest classification because there's, there's only, only two, two. classifications. There's, there's only two. two. There's, there's double there's no and triple A. Yeah, that's right. right. Double A and triple A. But it's a powerhouse <laughs> program in the state. Um, just to provide a little bit of context, um, and and it has been for a number of years. Um, you know, you've been associated with you know for 38 years. Um, ironically, this is episode 38. <laughs> wow. I just I, yeah. Oh, how about that? Uh, yeah. I just came to me, but boom, yeah, mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> But um, no, you've been for 38 years and I want to go back to, um, you know, you're on the first ever team. This this program has been um, three state championships, uh, a, w, a WPIL championship, which is a district championship for anyone who might not know. Um, two two runner-ups in the state, yes, two times? Yes, two runner-ups. Wow. Two runner-ups. Um, and, and that was, all of that was back from like 1987 to 1995. Now, currently... The last ten years, still a powerhouse in the state. Still, um, yeah. I think nine out of ten years. Let me think. Nine out of ten. I wrote it in I my story. I, think I can't right. remember I now. I'd have to go back and reference my story. But anywho, uh, nine out of ten in in the state tournament. Um, there in all the years of dairy volleyball, I think one time dairy volleyball has missed the playoffs. Period. Um, Thirty-five Sean, years right. coached. Yeah. One. Right. One time in all those years, so it's made the play a perennial playoff. Playoffs isn't even an option. It's it's all WPL championship or bust. And then once you get to WPL championships, it's a state. It's perennial in the state, known as one of the powerhouses in the state. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nine out of ten. I'm well, sorry. Even, it's eight out of ten in the states and six out of seven previous previous years. So. Okay. Yeah. I got right. what you're saying. Eight out of the last ten years, it's qualified for the state playoffs, which is only a select number of teams. Six out of the last seven. Yeah. Um, and three out of the last six, it's been the la- the final four teams in the state. Right. And also an asterisk on the championship teams from '87 to '95. There there were no additional classes back then. Everybody You're right. was lumped into one. You're right. right. So Derry, as a school that's graduating 200 or so had to compete with North Allegheny in schools that were close to a thousand. Which per is the class. largest, right. For anyone who might not know, North Allegheny is people around here call it North Allegheny university. You know, I mean, oh, really? get, yeah, that, that's been called, you know, <laughs> you, right. You. So, so, I mean, the fact that you're right. competing and beating those teams back then, right. Is impressive. And ironically, the coach for North Allegheny is a dairy graduate, uh, Dan Shaw. Who formerly right. played at Penn State, right? And also was the son of Rich Shaw, Rich Shaw, who, who was created, yeah, first coach who I played under. I mean, the connections are ridiculous here, <laughs> right? But I just, I just kind of wanted to give some context in terms of how much of a powerhouse the program is, just to, to kind of, I mean, it's one of the best yeah. school. But yeah, I guess just your thoughts on being associated with a program that has, um, you know, for for anyone who might not know or anyone who might not be familiar with it. It's a heck of a volleyball program. I mean, like one of the t- when you say dairy volleyball, it's among the best in the state. 
Um, and it's been that way for the last 30 years or more, you know, I guess what's it like, you know, for you to be, to be on the inside of, yeah, not on the inside, but just associated with that, you know, one of the best volleyball programs in the state for the last 30 years. Well, um, if this year I was, we were talking to the kids. I can't remember if it was after a loss sure, or what it was, but I brought up the fact, I said, uh, your school, Derry is known for volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I go places to referee or doing other things and they see me wearing a dairy volleyball shirt, if they, that person at all knows volleyball, they come up to me and say, do you go to dairy or any, you know, yeah. I said, well, yeah, I, I played there and I coached there. He goes, wow, you guys really have a really good volleyball program. Yeah, um, I think that's an understatement, but you're right. <laughs> totally. You know, but, but uh, sure, but sure. We're, Derry's known across the state in the volleyball yeah. uh, community as right. a very good team. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not always the top team. I would say right now the top team in the state is Northeastern. They've won like sure. seven straight state championships. Where, so where are they from? Is that Harrisburg? <clears throat> District that 3, I think, right? Yeah, District 3, which is... yeah. A lot of those, like York and, and that area, if you're familiar with the state of Pennsylvania, like the eastern side around Philadelphia, like a lot of those District 3 teams are, yeah, are very, very good. But you guys play in the tournament. And, and I think that's the thing. Like, you guys always go out there every year for a York tournament to right. see those teams. And you're like, yes. hey, let's go see them. I guess, yeah, just to, can you kind of speak on that? Like, we're a powerhouse in this side of the state, but we're going to go see how we stack up against these guys. Is that, is that yeah. That has changed. Um, in the last 10 years. Prior to, yeah, I would say, 10 years ago, the western part of the state was the powerhouse in You're volleyball. Right. And it's mm. kind of shifted to the eastern part. Um, Got to take the power back. North- yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a rage <laughs> reference. Nice. North Allegheny <laughs> um, has been... Uh, up um, there in AAA, right? Right in AAA. Right. Um, but they would be pretty much the and Ambridge yeah. would be uh, the teams in the West that have represented the West in volleyball um, in the last ten years. Sure, but most of them and you guys is, too, right? Most of them is the champions have come um, from either those two teams in the West. Or in the east, northeastern yeah, sure. has just been dominating. York, Hemfield, uh, out east Field has east, been yeah. really, yeah. really good. I remember whenever I was, I'm just kind of think how many years ago that was now that I graduated high school. It was <laughs> over ten. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, for like five or six years straight, the championship it was just understood. It was between four years, four years straight, four years Hemfield. straight. Hemfield East, East versus North Allegheny. Yeah. Every year. And you yeah. knew it. They were the teams to beat. Sure. And I think that Hemfield East team, they had three starters that started on the Penn State volleyball team. Well, I, know they I mean, that's how two. good they were. Yeah. I know they had two. Matt Murray was one. Yeah. Vogel not the Penguins was goalie. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. Not, the not the Penguins goalie. And still differently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Vogel was another one. Yeah. Um. And the yeah. other guy, Matt something, I think, was yeah, his name also. The other one. But, but they were, I mean, I played against them in that York tournament, and they were nuts. How how do the kids respond, you know, whenever, because um, I had that, you know, I was in, um, you know, I played drums, and, and we were a powerhouse, like just a, a music program. 
And I, and I know that for me, I didn't fully get it until I left, until I left and I saw it and I saw the reputation. Um, how do the kid, how, what's, I mean, I'm sure the kids know, I'm sure like, yeah, we're good. We're one of the best in the state, but like, is, is it something like, how do the kids take, I mean, they're playing for a powerhouse, one of the best teams in the state. Like, what's it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I honestly don't think they really know until after they graduate. I really don't. Sure. I, I don't think they really comprehend it. They, um, hear I, I us think it's say natural. it. Yeah. They, they see it in the record. Yeah. You know, they see the, the plaques and the, the banners in the gym and stuff, but I, I still don't really think it hits home until after yeah. it's gone. Yeah, you know, and then you like, wow, man, I played for one of the best sure. yeah. organizations. In- well, I think the thing that stands out from being an ex player is that it's just kind of at the forefront of like the sports you could possibly play. Yeah, like it's something that people talk about, or I've even noticed that from you know watching the dairy matches versus playing against other teams, where you just see some of the better athletes from the school playing volleyball, whereas other schools, maybe like Bell Vernon, that's known for football yeah yeah like the best athletes are going to go towards those sports and not so much towards maybe volleyball or something like I think that not only that but you get the best athletes in school i mean i can think of two football players off the top of my head that that are you know fo- two football players and a basketball player that were in your you know were, were some of your leaders on the team one you know could potentially play d1 football you know what i'm saying but just I, yeah what's it like for you guys um, to be getting, and you've gotten that for years to be getting the top athletes and then not just, you know, some of the top athletes, but athletes that go on and play, um, some of them, you know, high level college volleyball too. Well, it's, it's really nice. I mean, it helps yeah. the program tremendously. Um, Tim Sweeney, uh, who played football at Penn state played on the first dairy team to make it to the state playoffs. Yeah. Wow. He was on that team. Um, We've had several that played Division One. We've had quite a few sure. other ones that play in Division Two. Uh, Division Three has been picking up a lot of uh, college teams now, so um, we have a few right now playing. Um, probably the best player at Derry was the coach's son, Rick Shaw's. Son, uh, Jimmy Shaw played at Penn State. Um, And everybody looks at volleyball at the college level, Division I, that you have to be big. You have to be really tall. You know, like if you're not 6'4, 6'5, they're not even looking at you. And it is a little practical because you, you can, you don't have to jump as far to get. To the ball, so you don't have to anticipate as much. What do they say? You can't right. teach size, right? Right. I mean, yeah. so it does make a big difference because the game's so quick in college right. that. But yet, Jim was five ten, and he led Penn State in blocking his senior year. That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've had. He was a multiple sport player. Well, yeah. I, I guess he for reference too, what's the average size of a college player in D one? Are we talking six I would five say at six, least? Five. Six, average size probably six five. There's a lot of six eight, six nine players. Yeah, so we're now. talking like huge people. Um, we never would have had a volleyball career. <laughs> I wouldn't have. <laughs> I, would. I mean, my but, only uh, hope was I, back I've row. A lot of six two. I've seen yeah. a lot of six two guys. Yeah, that have been very good D one players. Sure. I think I think size and me and Coach Spence always talk about. It. I think 
some of the D1 coaches get too much with the, the, the right. height. And I, I, I'll take a 6'2", six, 6'3", six, quality athlete yeah. over a 6'8", ox any day. Right. Yeah. What, what, what has it been like for you just to be just to be associated with a program that's that, you know, that one where even if you have a shirt on, you know, it's just, you know, people are, oh man, you know, what's it like? Yeah, just to be kind of associated You're with like it. a mini celebrity. It's true, but... <laughs> mini yeah. celebrity, yeah. nobody knows. No, yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows her name. Um, oh, it's been great. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I've loved coaching um, all those years. Um, it's always fun to, to win. Yeah. Um, some of some of our best seasons though haven't ended with any kind of medal or any yeah uh, anything like that just seeing the kids improve and get better and they always come back a lot of them you know they come yeah. back and uh come and talk to the coaches come yeah. and t- come to the games we've had several of our alumni um, come to our playoff games this year in the states sure. and the WPIL. It's always yeah, nice saw, to see them. Kids. I saw quite a few, and and even a bunch of them come to the open gyms, which is yeah, they have yeah, which is amazing that they're still such good athletes yeah. after that amount of time. But it's, it's well, they got to prove themselves, them. right? <laughs> right, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's another great thing about volleyball. That's why I love volleyball so much. Um, <laughs> most of these kids that play high school sports, sure. wrestling, football, track. If they don't go on into college, that's done. Yeah. You know, they're done with sports for the rest of right. their lives. Whereas volleyball, there, there's leagues for volleyball. 70-year-old guys are playing. Yeah. You know, you can play in a national championship. Oh, really? At any age level. We I have still several, have hope. That's right. We still, maybe our volleyball careers aren't over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have several volleyball players that travel around the country playing and playing in national championships uh, for... Um, it's not college yeah. national championship. It's 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 the same sort of championship that they do with uh, like junior Olympics and stuff. Oh yeah, with uh, high school kids, they just have older divisions and uh, yeah. several of the kids. In fact, one of the kids that graduated with uh, Ben Ben played with Scott Souders. That's Souders does that. Yeah, he always was really. He's like the most improved athlete. Volleyball player, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when he when he first came along, he was just pudgy, almost unathletic kid that you could have easily, yeah, you could have <laughs> easily geez. rode off. But he just worked hard because he loved it and wound up being a starter by the yeah. end and like just continually improved. You spoke of players coming back, players, uh, you know, open gyms and and you know continuing to play and things like that. Thirty eight years total. What kept you coming back? I just love the game. Yeah. I just love the game. Um, I think a lot of it had to do too that I wasn't the head coach, so I didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of the political stuff at the school to deal with. Sure, um, I wasn't with it all year. Mm-hmm. Like the head coach has to be more of, so it gave me more of a break you know, between seasons to come back. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just love the game. So I just think it's the greatest game yeah, ever created. <laughs> yeah. That, but that does beg the question, I guess, getting into what you're talking about, Dan, you know, when I'm curious what volleyball was like whenever 
Rick in Schultz. the 1970s. Right. Yeah. First started the team. Like, did anybody know about volleyball? Was, was or did he say, hey, there's this cool. Late 70s? Is that right? 77 or 70? 74. Yeah. 74 is when we had the first team. It's kind of funny, um, Ben, that you bring up what was volleyball uh, like. Here we <laughs> go. We've, we've actually gone full circle. What oh, do you mean by that? Yeah, how so? When Mr. Shaw played, there was no such thing as a forearm pass. Oh, really? You, you used your feet or an overhead pass. Used your feet? You were allowed to use your wow. feet back then. Um, then they changed that rule. <laughs> yeah. And um, he would have graduated in the, I'm going to say, late 60s. Okay. Um, so they changed that rule, um, eliminated the overhead pass on the serve, you weren't allowed to oh, touch yeah. the ball below your waist. Anything below your waist yeah. was illegal. Wow. Yeah. Till- and that held up until about the time when I graduated because if you overheaded past the ball, they would call you for a carry almost automatically every time. Serve. Yeah, on, on the, the serve, serve in particular. Right. They oh. almost always call you for So it's weird to watch it now when they've kind of gone like that and gone back full circle. Yeah. I guess I should say Bucky. That would be a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, when they've gone full circle and pretty much every or a lot of the serve receive is over overhead oh, passing. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, that just blows my mind because we You're couldn't right. get away with that yeah, back when it, I played. Kids. It went from <laughs> it went from everything being called on the first contact, which yeah. is the serve receive, to nothing being called. Nothing being called. I mean, you literally almost have to catch it and throw it in the air for there to be a whistle on yeah. the serve receive. Yeah. So I guess, how did it get from um, you know, 1974, we're starting this program, to 10 years later, winning a state title? And, and during that well, time... Hold on, before you get oh, there, sorry, yeah, before you get there, because we never really answered the question. Oh. Like, so oh, what, yeah. was, volleyball, okay. yeah, what sure. was volleyball like in 74? Yeah, like, did people know about the sport, or yeah, did yeah. Rich kind of bring this along, well, Rich Shaw, Rick, that is? And Mr. Shaw, Coach Shaw, yeah. the father of dairy volleyball... <laughs> <laughs> um, he went to the principal at the time. Okay. Who um, I said I invented this cool game. He <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> hey, we need to start this program. This was in '73. How big we, was volleyball? Because there's two classes there, now. There's state. You know, there, like, yeah, it what wasn't was the very big. Like? Yeah. When, whenever he came, he graduated from Elderton, which. Okay. No longer exists. And that's yeah. where Sean Spencer graduated yes. from, too. Yeah. Yes. And they Who's both the played coach? for the same coach, Coach Jeez. Quinn. Yeah. They both, so both head coaches in dairy, from dairy vo- volleyball history played that's very true. for the same head coach in their career. And just to give context for how much of a powerhouse they are, right. there's only been two coaches. Right. 45 years, two 40, coaches. Or, yeah, right, 1974, 75, two coaches. Two coaches, one, pl- one miss in the playoffs. That's all in 45 years. Yeah. But, the, but go on, I'm sorry. So, um, what was the question? <laughs> what was, <laughs> I was just yeah, curious, was, like, because so nowadays, the, like, kind people, of the landscape. people yeah. know dairy volleyball, but yeah. back then, it like... It wasn't... It, it took them a year to talk them into getting it. The program, okay. To start the program. So they started the program in 74, and for Rich, it was a full steam ahead, we're doing this. And we're going to be a winning program in a very wow. short period of time. We had practices at six o'clock in the morning. You did the before school practice. Before thing. school Jeez. for two weeks, 
during when the season starts. Well, that's like what swimming does. At <clears throat> yeah, and, and a bunch of other right. sports too. Um, and then he he we would stay. I can remember us staying after practice for as long as an hour, uncoached, just playing doubles, triples. Yeah. amongst ourselves and yeah. he would just sit there not say a word just let us play yeah he was gonna let his players play and touch volleyballs as long as they wanted yeah to get good we had our i believe our only losing season for the varsity volleyball team the first year in 1974 in 1975 i played on the the varsity team 75, 76. Our very next year, we won our section. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Wow. And, and we're second in the WPIL. Two years in. And no, and nobody had touched a volleyball before that. Nobody touched a volleyball before 1974. 75, we're section champs and WPIL runner-ups. And how did he get all of you? Because I can imagine, I can imagine like that beat crazy as, as a coach how do you develop good habits you know because maybe if you're touching a volleyball maybe you develop bad habits you know what i'm saying like how do you do how do you just kind of open play and still develop good habits from it enough that you're going to win the section that's well, a good question it i think it's what a lot of the kids are missing today okay is they don't play sports outside of sports mm-hmm. organized sports when we were growing up we didn't have video games yeah so we were always doing something with some kind of ball. Some kind of activity, yeah. We were either playing baseball, we were playing football amongst ourselves, um, and then it came to volleyball. And I think as long as you're throwing, catching in volleyball, passing, yeah. hitting, as long as you're doing that, you're learning some kind of skill and you're improving it. Even if you might not be doing it perfect, you're still getting some coordination into that. Um, and the other thing that helped, I think, us become so good is Rich was a very good coach. But when he was in the Air Force, he played in the Air Force and he played with at least one guy that had played on a national team. Oh, okay. wow. So he gave Rich some plays or some coaching tips even before Rich became a coach. Oh, really? So he got a little bit of a head start from some very good volleyball players that he had played with. And um, we were doing stuff our first year that some of the schools weren't doing yet. Mm -hmm. Like we were... We were running quick sets on the outside in the middle, which wasn't even heard of yeah. in in volleyball, high school volleyball at the time. So yeah, because normally you set the ball as like a big lob, right? To, yeah. give, to give your hitter a lot of time to see where it's going and jump and and hit that. And you're saying as opposed to you're shooting the ball to a specific location that yeah the the hitter's got to be jumping in the air and kind of almost swinging. When the before the beans. ball's even passed to yeah, him. Yeah, to him. So that, I think that's what helped us a lot. Rich had those um, little extra things that he got from playing in the Air Force, playing with some sure. uh, Olympic athletes that gave us a little bit of a head start. And yeah. uh, 
it just grew from there. I mean, we, my, mostly my two years that I can remember when I was a senior and mm -hmm. a junior and a senior, we, we, all of us, I mean, it was everybody. There would be 18 kids yeah. at an open gym for volleyball it, out of season, not, not mandatory. Yeah. We would be there. Yeah. We'd be there all the time. We never missed. I I can't ever remember kids missing even out of season. And we had many um, three sport athletes, and sure. they were still yeah coming to. Is it about staying active? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the interesting thing can that be? Well, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, just can that be traced to today? Oh yeah. 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 And and I think too that volleyball. It's such a skill type of game yeah. that, I mean, you have to play a lot to kind of hone the skill. Like it's, I think it's hard to come in as, even if you're an amazing athlete, it's going to yeah. help you, but you have to just spend time playing, playing the game sure. and like getting in that headspace. It's almost like whenever you hear announcers talk about hockey sense, Definitely. like what does that mean? Hockey sense? Well, that just means you've played so much. You start picking up on like, what plays normally develop, yeah. where the puck tends to go. Where your the, eyes are going to go, right. that and, sort of thing. And yeah. the same thing I think is true very sure. much of volleyball. Like, plays develop. Yeah. yeah. Like you could, you could yeah, be right. the best athlete in the world, but if you've never played the game before, I think you're still going to be shown up by people that are maybe not kind, nearly as athletic of, as you're you. You're kind of an ogre. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. just yeah. kind of like you ha you, you're naturally gifted, but you're not refined in, in right. the game. Whereas maybe whatever game it is, maybe other sports that are kind of a little bit more brute strength, like something like track and field where it's running or like a specifically like sprinting, right. right? Like the best athletes just going to win that there's a little bit of technique, but it's depending on the, the, the right. but yeah, you're right. I mean, if you're running, it's running. You know, yes, and 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 I think that I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm speaking that term, but that might be a little bit easier to coach, possibly. You know, yeah, or, or, or there's a different style for sure. Yeah, and not only that, but I mean, you only have yourself to rely on in something like track and field, where like you have if someone doesn't get you a set right, you're in, you're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, you know, if someone. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of going back to you start the program, you win the section title, you're second in the WPIL. Um, can you speak to the type of athletes you were getting at the time and the interest in, in the, the interest from the players? Because that coincided, if, if I recall correctly, it coincided, um, with the football team won its first section championship. Um, so I would assume around that time there was a lot of interest in football, but here you guys are second in the WPIL winning your section title, you know, all that stuff too. What was, you know, was there a lot of crossover and, and just the type of, how, you know, just the interest in, in that too, um, even during a time whenever it was it was pretty high in football at that time too as well. Um, for like our, a new program like our yours. Our first year, 74, we had a lot of football players. Uh, 75 and 76, we had a few. Yeah, yeah. Not nearly as many. We had a lot of basketball players. Okay. We had a lot of basketball players They're that tall, came right? up. <laughs> not at Derry. No. <laughs> um, but uh, well, no, we didn't have a lot of tall players back then we really didn't yeah. um dave mall who graduated with me he went to penn state and played okay um wow so he he was a phenomenal athlete um which was kind of you know interesting that a, a three-year program it's a d1 player yeah <laughs> so, yeah crazy um not too shabby but we didn't have a lot of football players back then we it's it's been off and on some years we have quite a few this year we had quite a few 
Um, other years we haven't. But I guess like um, even the interest, you know what I'm saying? Like here you are like a two-level program and, and you're mm-hmm. already right out of the gate successful. Um, and there might've been a lot of eyes on that too, but but you guys are doing really good things in your own right, if that makes sense. Yeah, we we did. And I mean, you would think, you know, you win a, a state championship in uh, 95. Yeah. You know, you would think, wow, you, you want a state championship. All these kids would want to come out for volleyball. Well, we had one freshman come out the next oh, year. Geez. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, some of the, just the interest. Some some years there just is a real lack of athletes. Yeah. Which was the case that year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good team too. If that, that yeah yeah that oh, was okay. a good year too that, for yeah. We've always said the, that was the a really 90, good year. Ninety five team and the eighty eight team state championships teams that would be quite a match to watch. <laughs> I remember that ninety five team because I was you'd bring me to practice a lot and right. and I remember watching the video and it's kind of amazing to see that a high school team was that good. A lot of a lot they of they were really really good. A lot of the ninety five team were one sport athletes. Oh really? Yeah, a lot of a lot of them were. Now there was several that were multiple, but um, there was a lot of one sport athletes yeah. in that program. It's kind of funny. One of the best players on that program was Ryan Selesnik, and um, he uh, he got cut from the basketball team when oh, he was a freshman. I think. Really? Yeah. Hey, Michael Jordan was cut from his basketball that's team. Right. Oh, was so that's, yeah. Yeah, Mike, yeah, Michael Jordan was cut. So it's kind of interesting that uh, one of our best players who won a state championship in volleyball was cut from the, the basketball, basketball team. program. Yeah. Said, we'll take him. Come on. Yeah, yeah. How how do you go from starting a program from scratch to, to winning a state title in 10 years? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, yeah, I mean... Well, if you ask Rich, he would say we should have won it in the second year. <laughs> yeah. But at that time, they only took one team out of the WPIL. Oh, and because you're runner-up, you couldn't. We we never went to the States when we were runner-up. Now they take three. Now they yeah. did. At one time, they, they took four. Yeah, yeah. Now they're down to three. Um, it seemed like It seemed like for Rich, it was always one year late. Whenever they started taking two, we finished third. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they started taking three, we finished fourth. Oh my gosh. In the WPIL. And then finally, in uh, I think it was 85, that's when we f- made the States for the first time. You guys won. No, Did, we, or, no, uh, we finished year. third. We finished third that year. Maybe we won in the semifinals. Yeah. Um, that so was 86 and 88. That's 80, right. Yeah. yeah. 86, we were first. 87, runner up. 88. Um, we were first in the 87 team actually was second in the state. And that was probably the biggest achievement of those three years, 86, 87, 88, that 87 team had no reason to be second in the state. Oh, really? Oh my. We were ranked eighth in the WPIL. Wow. We knocked off the number one seeded team in the playoffs to finish, I think we finished third in oh, the Whippeal that year. Which is the district. You district, finished third in the yeah, district. We second third in the district states. and finished second in the states. Wow. So um, that was that was really, again, one of those years where um, until their, the state finals, they really hadn't accomplished anything. Yeah. 
that year. Sure, amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was that was actually a year that the kids accomplished really more, even though they didn't win a state championship. Yeah. How do you? Um, yeah, I guess I guess how do you kind of dive in that legacy to the kids, and how do you you know like you're playing for one of the best in the team, you know, even whenever some might not realize, like, how do you kind of, you kind of drive that in that like, Hey, this, and and you don't want to say like, Hey, we're one of the best, but just this kind of a motivating factor to, um, to realize what you're, you know, I mean, it's not, not in terms of an arrogant, like, Hey, we're, we're one of the best, but like recognize that, you know, I I don't know. Does does any any of that make sense? Yeah. Well, I guess my question to follow up that would be, do you guys lead with that when you coach or is it yeah like what's the difference between like coaching a winning team and just kind of coaching for Maybe fun a program that because there's some programs that, that are just for fun well, yeah ben you played you should be able to answer that well today. yeah i should i should be <laughs> I, well i know from rich shaw but i want to get your perspective too um, but from from rich he he was just passionate like you talked about like he yeah, just we, wanted we to talk about it. We we try to get them to strive for being really good, you know. Like our every year at the end of the year, our regardless of how good we've done, sure. our talk is what are you gonna do to be better for next year? Yeah. You know, you can't you can't just show up March fifth and expect to be at that next higher level, regardless of where right. we finished, you know, or if we won states to stay at that level. Um, we're always trying to motivate the kids to stay involved. Um, both Rich did a little bit um, with the extra yeah. like J.O. stuff and Spence is doing that too. Sure. Trying to get them to see how good volleyball is at the high school level out there at the club, at the club level, there's still high school players, Mm -hmm. but to see how good it really is in the world outside of Pennsylvania and uh, just trying to let that be a motivation, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, I, I always used to point at the banners and say, you want one of them guys? Well, it doesn't come without sweating. Yeah. You know, it doesn't come without being playing in the sand. That was one of yeah. the big things. Um, when we won the second state championship, um, the Sweeney family, um, Tim's dad, yeah. actually had talked to... Current football coach. Yeah. Right. Had talked to um, Rich about putting in sand courts at Derry. Oh, cool. Yeah. And... Um, unfortunately he was in a plane crash and was killed and the family took some of money from, whether it was from the settlement or whatever yeah, and donated it, um, to make that become yeah. a reality. And they're called the Sweeney Memorial Courts. Um, so. Oh, okay. That's where that comes from. We uh, built those courts, and that really helped the program for a while. Well, then the courts went into a—they became bad. Yeah. You know, the sand got old and stuff. So just a few years ago, we did some fundraising, and right now, as far as I know, <laughs> there's new sand sitting in a parking lot to oh, nice. put, cool. on the, 
put on the courts to refurbish them to hopefully make that a place again where the kids can yeah. go and just yeah play just volleyball play. and and I can imagine that learn. Made, I can imagine that would make a huge difference because I only played sand volleyball a few times but yeah. it is brutal it is compared to yeah it's you like know, you're walking yeah. through sludge because yeah. the sand I mean when you're when you're on the gym floor like it you're reacts when floor. you when yeah. you jump when you jump in sand. <laughs> Yeah. Your, your vertical's gone. Like I wasn't even getting above the height of the net when I was sure. jumping at all. That's the 95 team. That team that won the States in 95, runner-up in 94, they lived yeah. in those sand courts. They were. A lot of those kids were there um, three, four times a week, two times a day. Yeah, yeah. Twice a day. So that and, was a big thing that really helped them. And, and how do you drive home that expectation? The, like, like I said earlier, you know, eight out of 10 years you were in the state playoffs, six of the last seven, like eight, eight of the last 10, six of the last seven. Um, I think I think five of the last eight WPL championships came. So you played for a district title five of the last eight years. State playoff. How do you drive home the expectation that like... W- we need to be, you know, the expectation that quarterfinal, the WPL championship or bust, state tournament or bust, final four or bust in the state. Like how, you know, the quarterfinals are unacceptable. State, you know, we're we're expected to win the section title. We're expected to get to WPL championship game. We're expected to get to the state playoffs. Like how do you drive home that expectation? Well, I think the kids have that yeah. without us. Um, I can remember, I don't know if it was this year or what, but probably more than once. Sure. I can remember saying, I refuse to let you lose. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember Spence, I can can hear Spence saying, I refuse to let you fail. Yeah. yeah. You know, just even in the match, you know, yelling out at the kids, you know, to do, I will not let you fail. Yeah. You yeah. know, and just, just pushing them. And I, I know I've said it several times. I've told a team, called a timeout and said, I refuse to let you lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we we push it. We really strive for winning. Um, we're not a every kid gets to play organization. Mm-hmm. If you want to be on the court, you have to earn your time. Yeah. This isn't a everybody gets a trophy right. uh, team. Yeah. Right. Um, but if the team is successful, everybody's successful. Yeah. Every, you get you to know, share in that together. You get to share in that. Um and I think the kids uh, as a whole have really um, accepted that yeah. and lived up to it. Because I, I can remember um, kids in the very successful years that, I mean, they'd never yeah. see the court, never see the court. And they were just as excited and just as thrilled when we yeah. would win the States or, sure. you know, be in the finals or whatever. Um, I, in fact, um, one year they went out to York and one of the kids forgot his jersey. Oh, geez. And he was one of our starters, yeah, one of our yeah. best players. And uh, Rich looked down the bench. He goes, Joe, we need your jersey. Huh. Joe said, okay. Okay, coach, no yeah, problem. Yeah. Yeah. So he spent the whole day at York out of uniform. He yeah. couldn't play. Right. He gave up his jersey. So uh, some of the kids were saying that uh, he was sitting on the on the bench going, go Joe's jersey, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's, 
you know, a lot of, yeah. right. So a lot of the yeah. kids were like, yeah, whatever you need. Yeah. You know, you, you need me to give up my Jersey so that we can win. I'll do it. And, yeah. um, sometimes the kids aren't always like that. Yeah. And if you, if you would look at the teams and I could tell you which ones they were, you would see those teams weren't the most yeah. successful. Yeah. So. That was the one fun thing about me for volleyball talking about that type of a thing, like being a player is that, I mean, playing, playing the game in practice was so much fun. I can, and you yeah. get to do things in practice. You'd never get to do in a game, like a, a three on six drill. And it's kind of like, that sounds terrible. We, yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Well, the team, the team that has three always gets the ball first. So they have oh, that, great. they have that benefit, but thanks. You know, it's like, it's a challenge. Can you yeah. beat the team with sure. six? And yeah. so like, even going back to like having players that never see the court, like you get to play that role of pushing each other in practice and, and but, getting to enjoy it that way. And I think along those lines, I mean, I know I play hockey and, and even like there's times where some of the best players on our team, I still play hockey, you know, and some of the yeah. best players and, you know, I, I kind of find it fun to, you know, like whenever I play some of our best players on our team, you know, you kind of like, yeah, we're going to beat you guys, you know, and, and like, it's, it's fun and friendly, but at the same time, you know, the people who might not play, they're part of the three, but it's like, Hey, like if, if we beat, you know, if we're, if we're doing a three on six and I don't get to play and we're beating starters, I'm turning some heads right. you know, and open it. Oh, yeah, you, you know, yeah. yeah and why that's not? Their, why not? Their, that's their chance. To yeah. Show. Like, it's their chance to shine. I mean, the, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of heated competition in practice. That's fun. Some yeah. years. And, yeah. um, uh, they joke around with each other, sure. but, uh, I, just, you know, just from experience from this year, uh, some of our better players um, hitting the ball, spiking the ball, yeah. and our bench players on the other side of the court playing against them, digging them, and yelling, yeah, you're easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun competition. Yeah, and and that's, you know, and you have the, you know, the, some of the best players on your team, you know, maybe trying to spike the hardest time, and then they're like, we can handle your spike, yeah. you know, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's fun. And, and it, I think it pushes both sides. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, um, we always tell the kids, you know, we're only, we're only as good as our weakest link. And this year was a really showed that at a highlight. You battled a lot. Losing yeah. so many players. Oh my god! You gosh. were down to your third string setter. We were down to was our. three season ending injuries or, or more than three, that? Three, three season. Two to start. Two and then, before the season even started. Right. Two starters. Were, yeah. Two starters. One was your setter. One. Or is that well, right? Well, it could have been. Okay. Um, let's you just lost, say, they, let's just say right. they were two starters. Uh, potential setter. Okay. Yeah. Um, best outside, which is. A very important the main, off, the main offensive, yeah, main offensive weapon, yeah. Um, and then you're down that before you even play a game, before we ever right. play a game, before we ever have a practice, sure, sure. So then we're like two weeks, yeah, two and a half weeks left in the season. Our your best defensive player goes down with a season ending injury. So now, now we're down to a um, the, well, it was it was the kid that we started with setting? Sure. But what hurt us the most was our defensive specialist. We're down to a backup defensive specialist, first year junior playing. Well, you had to move somebody else into that role. Yeah, and he and he was one of your top hitters, too. 
if I recall correctly. Um, you well, moved, we moved we moved them around. Our, we moved a couple people we around. Moved, we moved we, we, we moved had a lot more of, lineup changes this year than yeah. out of necessity, and it finally I think caught up to us at the end of the year. Whenever we yeah. had another kid have to go away, we won't get into that on here. But yeah, but he had. Still, I mean, that's had to go to a, a backup, backup, backup. Yeah, <laughs> player, but you still so advanced to. We advanced the, to the quarterfinals the, of the states. We were in the top eight of the states. You know, and still top two in the district. Top two you in know, the district, I mean, playing the finals without three of our best players. Yeah, on the court. So, I mean, that is pretty a, impressive, especially from the setter role, because normally, like, normally the quarterback. It is. Yeah. I mean, normally, like, the difference between your your first string and second string is pretty significant. But I can remember a lot of years. I think even the year that I played, like. If you didn't have the backup setter, there there was no there was no third setter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually you, you were you were in trouble at that usually point. Usually not that deep. You yeah. better hope you have a backup setter. You know, wherever, yeah. wherever. Yeah. Um, Thirty-eight years. Why was this the year? You know, why was this the year that? Yeah, your you know, uh, your uh, cohort in uh, asked me that question too for the bulletin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the only thing I can say is. And it's kind of cliche, I guess. You just know. Okay. You, you, there, there was nothing, one thing that, okay, that's it. You know, it wasn't, okay, I'm going to try to get to 35 years and then I'm done. Yeah. Um, there had been several years I've been thinking about it. I've talked to Spence. I told him I don't know how much longer yeah. I can go. He always joked, you can't quit until I retire. <laughs> that was the biggest joke going with between us. But uh, I kept saying... I don't know how much longer I can go. The uh, plan to try to keep me going uh, for this season was for me to give up coaching the JV and mm-hmm. Brock step in and do that. Who's another, he's uh, the, the girl's coach for anyone right. who might not. And was also one of our assistants right, for right. boys. The, right. And I was going to be strictly like a varsity assistant mm-hmm. where I didn't have to schedule practices. I just showed up, helped out with yeah. the varsity practice. Wasn't a lot sure. of thinking involved with, as far as what do I need to do to get these kids better or anything um, with the JV level. And then the school board <laughs> put a big no on that. No on that because mm. they cut a coach from every sport in dairy this past year oh yeah so we went from three down to two so i had to yeah continue on as the jv coach and that kind of was like all right i i, I just i'm mm. tired yeah <laughs> i'm um, tired and i just i just need to how long were you the jv coach 35 years 35 years for jv too yeah what's it like for you at the jv level you know to i mean you're getting everyone primed for it, you know, like you're you're the, the first gate to, you know, I mean, there's been all the success, the state titles, the appearances in the state playoffs, the WPL championship. Um, you're the first the first gate to that, and then it gets to Sean at the varsity level and, and then it goes you know, what's it like for you to kind of prep everyone for that and to to move everyone else? You you, you know what I'm saying? I mean mm-hmm. you're you get you get the ball rolling on that. It's it's very difficult. Yeah. It's because every team is different. Um, 
if you have some really good kids coming back as sophomores, they're probably playing varsity. Yeah. So if if, if you develop some really good kids as freshmen, <laughs> they, they go to the varsity level, so you oh, yeah. get them for the, the next year, unless the varsity team is really, really stacked and really good. Um, I mean, you have new you have, have new, new athletes all the time, every and year. then you yeah. I mean, every, every year you're it's starting brand, from scratch, pretty much starting from scratch. We have no middle school program. They tried to do it one year. They had a few. They did it for a little bit one year, and then it was just so hard. And yet the program the continues to turn out. You know, with we you always as the tell JV the coach. kids. You know, the beginning of the year, we always tell. Rich did the same thing. Spence always encourages them. I encourage them. We might be starting behind right now because a lot of schools we play have mm-hmm. middle school or junior high programs. Yeah. So a lot of the kids have already played for two years. Definitely. We tell them, you're a little bit behind now, but I guarantee you, you will catch them. How do you, you will catch How them. do you develop them? You know, like how do you, how do you get? Well, I could be very arrogant and say Uh-oh. I'm just good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I had a really good coach. Sure. Um, I had a really good mentor when I started coaching mm-hmm. with Rich. Um, I just think I, I think I have a good eye to see what a kid is able to do and what they need to work on, what yeah. what they need individually, also not just as a team, but individually. And to try to pick out their flaws and how to correct it. Um, Not to toot my own horn or anything, but I know of one other coach, and I will give her all the credit in the world, Sharon Watson. I know she's she's better than me. I will say there's at least one that's better than me at that. And, and she's like the godmother of volleyball. Godmother if, of yeah. volleyball. if Rick Shaw is the godfather, <laughs> she's the godmother. She's. It just boggles my mind how she she does that. Develops girls and boys. She's coached yeah, yeah. both. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really hard. And I always say I hate the first two weeks. Yeah. Because the first two weeks, you want to talk about boring volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they're learning how to pass. How to walk. Yeah, yeah. How to take an approach. You have to teach them because most of them are used to playing basketball. It's a total different approach than it is for volleyball. So you have to teach that. I mean, you literally have to teach them how to walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I can still do that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, there's so much, so many little technical things Right, that you can teach them footwork and stuff, how to get better, and they have to learn that on top of learning the positions and the rotations on the court. So they, it's pretty mind-boggling for them. I mean, sometimes yeah. you can look at them and you can just see their eyes spinning because they're just so confused, and that's what it's like the first month. They're the not first, playing the game; they're learning it. They're learning. They're it, almost right. not. They're, they yeah. have to think about it, and, they have and to they're think, not. And yeah. you can, if you would have seen this year was a big example because we only had, I think, three returning players on the JV. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was yeah. new. Um, the first few games they played, I mean, it was just like mechanical machines moving out there. Sure, you know, 
where do I go? Okay, I go left. Okay, and my go, arms do this. My yeah. arms. It was everything was so mechanical and, and so it wasn't smooth at all. Yeah, you know. And then by the end of the year, they went on a eight game winning streak. Yeah, the mm. end of the year, they the JV team won eight straight at the end of the year, and it was. I mean, the teams that they lost to badly. Because you play each team twice yeah. in a section. The team that they lost to badly the first two times, they turn around and beat them. So, What's it like for, a, you know, you see a kid um, to see potential. And, and I think this can be applied in a lot of places because there's times where I see, not even in volleyball, I think you can treat this anywhere. But like, what's it like to see potential of a kid like, oh man, this kid could be a great outside hitter. This kid could be a great setter. This kid could be a great specialist. And, and harnessing that out of that person and out of that player. But sometimes, like, I don't even know I can be a good outside hitter. I don't know I can be how, how you know, I mean, here you are. You're like, dude, like, you can be, you can be one of the best outside hitters in dairy history. You can be one of the best setter. Like, what's, you know, and, and how do you, how do you bring that out of them and give them that confidence? Um, just from repetition. Yeah, just from repetition. It. I usually, Probably wouldn't say that. To right. A kid. Sure. Sure. I, I might be thinking that. You're, yeah. Me and, me and Spence may be thinking that. You and, don't want to put the cart before the horse. Right. Um, yeah. In fact, you know, before the season, we'll talk. Um, who's coming out? You know, he'll know who's coming out, and who's not, and he'll say, "Oh, this kid could be really good. This kid could be your setter. This could be, could be yeah. a good middle." Yeah, yeah. So we'll go over that. And then, um, how do you do it without them knowing? <laughs> <laughs> well, they know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take long to figure out, hey, I'm setting in every practice. So they probably think I'm right. set. Yeah. You know, or I'm hitting middle a lot. We try not to, Give we try to that. have them do several positions in practice. Yeah. But, they know when it comes game time, and I put out the lineup and right. say you're you're hitting outside, you're you're the other outside, you're the middle. Yeah. Okay, I'm on the outside every time, huh. and I'm on the middle every time. I'm probably going to be a middle hitter. Yeah. I'm going to be, but you see, whenever they become successful, you know they're, they're failing and failing, and then you know it's some with some kids it just clicks like yeah. all of a sudden, boom, there it is. And you just see their eyes light up and they you know, yeah. get a big grin on their face. And, yeah, yeah. You know. It, they're not thinking they're playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. And and they, they're becoming successful what they're doing. And it's it, we equate it to hitting that home run, hitting that first home run. You know, you go up, your timing has been off. You, you can barely get the ball over the net. And one time you go up and just crank on the ball yeah. and you hit a hard spike and it hits the floor and you just come down and like, yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know and it, it just yeah you know, it's that feeling like you just hit the grand slam to, to win the game you know and, and once that starts happening you can see they just work that much harder to get better and better at it and that has to be good to see on your end too oh, as, yeah. as a coach just to, yeah. just to see like you know, from yeah, whatever they lose. Well, yeah, that, that but whenever you were teaching them how to walk, and then yeah. there they are, just you know. Oh yeah, it was uh, I mean, it was unbelievable at the beginning of the year, seeing, looking what I'm thinking. Oh man, okay, 35 years, no losing seasons, 34. Yeah, 35th could be the first losing season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, thinking that before the season, watching the first couple weeks, and just wow, and then to see them it all click and to become successful and yeah. to win eight um, 
matches in a row. Yeah, that's finished second. That's awesome. Finished second in a JV tournament. Um, the Dairy JV tournament? No. The, oh, the last the, one. Uh, Penn Hills JV tournament. And what they're playing, they were playing several AAA teams. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who have kids that have been playing sure. for four years already. They're beating right. them. Yeah, that's, that's so, awesome. So um, they knew that. They were excited about it. <laughs> I guess kind of going back, um, you know, to just JV being the gatekeeper for, for varsity or, or being the, you know, the kind of the interest gate for, for varsity. Um, you know, what's it like for you? And, and I'm sure, and it doesn't even have to equate to volleyball, but I think it equates to any sport, volleyball, softball, baseball, what have you. Um, and, and I think this can go like one where, oh man, like, they, uh, they, this team has a great varsity team, but uh, they don't, they don't have too much on the JV level, or, or, they, or oh man, like they're not really good at the varsity level, but they're really good at the JV level. Like, watch out for this team. Like, what's that like? I mean, for you, just being able to develop that, um, and then not only that, but being like, you know, kind of taking it as a challenge too, saying, you know, man, we have a ton at the varsity level X year or Y year. I ha- I'm going to make this, you know, like pe- people aren't talking about this JV team, but we're going to keep this going. You know, we're going to keep this, you know, I guess on both levels, whenever you're stacked at the JV position and you know that's going to, that success is going to translate. And then the years, whenever you're kind of lean and you're like, no, we're going to keep this going. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. I just, so I think that can be applied to in a lot of different sports. I just, I just think it's some of it's the kids, mm-hmm. you know, um, they want to be successful. They want the program to keep being successful. Um, so they look at it and they work at it. Um, I think if a program, regardless of what it is, if the program sure. is successful, it doesn't matter how good the athlete is that comes out. They don't want to be the, the ones yeah. that let it go down. Right. They they really don't. They don't want to be known as, oh, you're the first you're the first team that didn't make the WPL playoffs in ten years. You know, you're what, what's right. the, the second you ever. Yeah, the second ever. Sure. So, um, I think that's part of it. Um, how do you keep that going? I think a lot of it has to do with. Two head coaches in 45 years. Yeah. You know, I think that's a lot of it. I think when you have a big turnover in coaching staff, whatever the sport is, um, the kids look at, at it as nobody cares. Yeah. You know, you can't even keep, can't even keep a coach for three years. Right. You know, they don't care. So it's just I'm going out for the sport so that I could say I was on a team and it can be a little thing in my resume and yeah. I got a patch on my jacket and sure. that's it. That's all it means. So I think I I think the fact that the coaches are dedicated, whatever sport it is, yeah. the coaches show that they're dedicated, the kids will be more dedicated to it. Well, I think to take it even a step further, the assistant you mentioned earlier, Brock's, Brock Smith, He's been with the Dairy Girls volleyball program yeah. for just as long as, as Sean. I think Sean's sixteen years, and mm-hmm. and Brock is, but you know, long. You know, just as long. And and not only that, but the girls have. I'm almost positive it's seventeen or eighteen straight years in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's been very successful. But just yeah. looking at Dairy volleyball, period, boys and girls, that you know, I think that the girls. 
it's 17 straight years, 16 or 17, whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. close to 20 straight years. Mm-hmm. You guys missed once in 45 years, state titles, WPL titles, district title, all that. Um, what's that say for the program? The Dairy Volleyball Boys and Girls, period. Just how much of a, a powerhouse, well, yeah. Part of part of it with the girls is too the their coach came out of the boys program. Yeah. So yeah, that has a lot to do with it. They weren't that successful before. Yeah. So um, I guess I can toot my own horn. I coached Brock. You, you coached Brock, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I coached Brock. In fact, Brock, he went to Derek. Brock went to. I didn't yes. realize that. In fact, Brock. Sorry, Brock. Played, if you're listening. <laughs> Brock played on probably the best JV teams that I coached. Okay. We had really good varsity teams at that time. So he, his class played their ninth grade and 10th grade year yeah. JV. They only lost one match in two years yeah. at the JV level. So What year was that? Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that had to be like in... Uh, I'm trying to get reference for whenever, you know, your state titles. Early in your- 90s. So around that time, eighty, yeah, around that that, late eighties, mid nineties, yeah, yeah. So early nine, I think he graduated. I want, I want to say eighty nine or or nine, nine, ninety or ninety one. I'll take that. So I don't know. Sorry, Brock. (laughs) I think it was around that time. Um, But uh, yeah, he was. they, They were. They were on a. They were a very good group of. JV players. They weren't quite as successful as varsity players. Yeah. Because they had they had a lot of football players on that team. Mm-hmm. But they weren't the the speed players. They were the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean Brock Brock looks like a football player. Brock, yeah. They, they that was probably the heaviest volleyball <laughs> team we ever had. <laughs> Not saying they were fat, but right, we yeah. were we had almost a whole offensive line on the volleyball team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you just have, don't, you're, you don't typically see that. <laughs> so in summarizing, because we're getting about to the point where we need to wrap up, I think. But uh, sure. I have a, I'm going to try to make this, this is a big question, but as there concise as I can. <laughs> You've heard my questions. They go on for 10 minutes. I apologize. Yeah, so you're well, good. I'm you're wrapping fine. up like three questions at the one, I think. So. I can't even ask my questions. I just, I'm like, do you, do you understand what I'm saying, or do I? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So we we had talked about this previously before hitting the record button, but you know, you've coached in your thirty. What we say, thirty seven years, thirty eight years. I coached thirty five. Been involved for. I've been okay, and your time being involved for thirty eight years. Um. You've seen a lot of different athletes. You've seen the program develop over this amount of time. I guess the first question, I should write this down so I remember, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep a mental note first. I can pull out my notes. Yeah, my phone and I think we, we've touched on this already, so we don't have to dwell on the first one so much, but did you think it would, did you think it would look like this when you first started? Did you think that you would look back all these years and see the amount of success? Second... <laughs> Uh, I'll throw them all out at first. Okay. Secondly, wow. what's, remember these. what's the biggest, I guess, difference that you have seen in athletes over the time? And what I'm trying to pull from is if there's any younger athletes or somebody wanting to be successful and, and whatever it is in life, like, do you have any advice for what set those championship teams apart and what they could do? And thirdly, just any memories that really stand out to you in, um, that, in that time? 
Hey, what was Unless the first it's five. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the first one... I couldn't was, write it down fast enough on my and phone. And I think, I, think <laughs> I know the answer to this because you said you just really love the game, but when you got into it, did you anticipate... Okay, like, when I first got into it, I had no idea how long this would last because yeah. Yeah. I don't teach at the school. So oh, yeah. I have outside jobs. So yeah. if I would have a job yeah. that would conflict, I would have to quit. Fortunately, and I say it's by God's yeah. hand, mm-hmm. for all these years, I never had a conflict. Yeah. So after the second year, I was like, I'm doing this as long as I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just loved it so much. I'm doing this as long as I can. Yeah. I think you asked, did you, is that, is that one of your, did you, I guess, did yeah. you envision, yeah. I think yeah, it was, sounds yeah, like I, you said you had, no, you had no idea. I You're had just doing no it idea. And yeah. then it became, Maybe. it went from I had no idea to if I have to quit a job <laughs> yeah. to keep coaching, I might do that. Yeah, yeah. I never had to, which was good. Yeah. Uh, I probably would not have done that, but... Um, but you didn't have to it, make that choice. I didn't yes, have to yeah. make that choice, so we'll never know. Yeah, well, um, you can just claim that you would have done it. <laughs> we'll take it. Um, what was the... So, I can remember the third one. Yeah, so the second one was you've seen a lot of different athletes over, over the span. Mm-hmm. And you talked a little bit about, you know, you didn't have video games whenever you were right. growing up. And so... I would say I mean, the I'll, biggest thing an athlete has to do to become better is play. Yeah. I don't care what it is. But there's not a secret trick I can learn on the internet? No. For a YouTube video or anything? <laughs> shut off the TV, put oh, your phone man. down, get away from the p- computer game, call <laughs> a bunch of guys together, play three-on-three baseball, but I just downloaded this app that yeah. if I put it in my pocket, it'll make me no, the best passer no, ever. It won't. No, I watched it. Won't. I watched this YouTube tutorial. Go, go! If you're a volleyball player, go to the sand courts, or get together in a league and play two on two volleyball. Um, you just gotta play, and I, I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen. There are less great athletes at the high school level. There are more average athletes than there are good athletes, and there's a ton of non-athletes. Yeah, hmm. we've had kids in the past when we before before the internet age, let's say before our phones. Yeah, before yeah. our phones that would have started on this year's team that would have been on what we used to call the developmental squad. Wouldn't even travel, wouldn't even dress for games. Mm-hmm. They would have started. That's wow. how good the athletes were back then. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying there aren't great athletes now, Yeah. but they're farther and fewer between. Um, this year's team, even though it was so successful, there would have been two players that would have been competing for one spot on the 95 state championship team. The rest of the starters would have been bench players. They would have been on the bench. Yeah, that, per- that puts it in perspective. They, would, they wouldn't have even made the team. Yeah. And um, only two out of, out of all of them. Wow. Of, of all the starters, only two. And that would have been only for one spot on the court. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's just... They're just not as many athletes 
um, that at least that I see in Derry, even even at the even on the other teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's very few times you see six players on the court that you say anybody here can hurt us. Yeah. yeah. We're usually saying, okay, these two guys can hurt us. Forget about the other, these other two. That was yeah. like your home playoff match, and they had the other team. Well, who, who did you guys play? I forget who that was. Oh, it was a Montour. No, no, no that Montour it was, was your, a yeah. Catholic was, school. It was a Catholic school. Um, it wasn't. I, I for Bishop Canavid. Bishop. Yeah, something. you're right. Bishop Canavid. It was Bishop. Yeah, had one player. One player right. that was awesome. One and player. if it hadn't been for, for him, him, you would have it would have annihilated them. Yeah, they had one player. <laughs> yeah. And they he carried one, the whole team. He, he was very good. Team. He was very good. Yep, he was very good. Not but, good uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> but that—that's that was be the biggest thing—a a difference in athletes. The other thing that has nothing to do with athletes. The other thing that I've seen change over the years, um, and this would be the spiritual side of things, which I think can have a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. When I first started coaching. Most of the kids would at least go to church. Most of the kids have gone to church. Mm-hmm. Very few would say, oh, I, I, I've never been in church or I didn't go to church. Now there's more kids that would say to me, I've never been in church, than there are kids that say they go to church regularly. Yeah. So that that's, sadly, that's the other big thing that I've... Yeah. I've seen change over the years. How do you think that's affected the the I play guess, on the court? Yeah, how does that kind of how do, I lack guess, of commitment? I, I see it as yeah. a lack of commitment to each other. They're they're not. I mean, they're not being put in. So aside from the religious aspect of things, they're not being exposed and to like a a community of people that they have to be they're around not. or or commit to. I mean, you said yeah. commitment, so we'll. we'll Focus on I, that. I, I, that think, yeah. I think school is individually based. Mm-hmm. Your your progress and your um, reward is individual. Yeah. Um, the team, a team sport is all team. It's not individual. Right. And I just think when you have that even if they're not a committed godly person mm-hmm. they have that teaching of somebody or something is more important than i am yeah and i i really see a a lot less of that now than i did that's interesting in kids back back then sure and i forget your other third <laughs> well the, the third um <laughs> He's not going to answer that one. Yeah, well, that, it. I that is it a good too. point and <laughs> and and interesting. I want to I want to hang on there for just a little bit because sure. you had mentioned to me in passing before that you have noticed a, a decrease in just mental toughness of the kids. And is that, or I guess I'll say, student athletes mm-hmm. over time? And do you think that's related to that, or how how does that? Play a correlation, into, maybe. Yeah, is yeah. There a correlation? I, I would say it has to do with. Some and what of would it? you? What would you? Can we define mental toughness? Like, what does that mean? Um, not able to achieve 
a goal that would be a struggle. Like oh, there's a yeah. struggle. Yeah. I see a struggle occurring. I'm just going to give up. Yeah. It's mm. just too hard to push through. Not physically, but mentally. It's too hard for me to mentally think I have to do this. Hmm. You know, sometimes yeah. it's not a physical ability. It's I'm physically able. I just am not thinking mm-hmm. and pushing myself to do a certain thing. Yeah. So it's easier because I'm not mentally tough. And again, I'm, I'm cracking on the school. Mm-hmm. We, we don't challenge the, I don't think they challenge the, ath- the students, not yeah. just the athletes, yeah. the students enough in school anymore. We give everything to them. We don't, they have no fear of failing because they can't fail. Yeah. You know, that, that whenever I was in school, you could fail. Yeah. Right. There, there was that real fear of failing. Mm-hmm. So you tried a little bit harder. Right. Yeah. Um, to, to not pass a grade now, you almost have to yeah, try sure. to, to yeah. fail. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think that really is a thing that is hurting not only at the athletic level but when they get out of school and go to college that's why you see so many kids fail in college because when they go to college they don't care if you're not there they don't care if you do right do the ho- there's nobody that's going to hold your hand well, and right make sure they're that not going to hold your hand and, and push you through and then when you do fail here we'll we'll go over the test with you and help you learn how to study they're not going to do it. they'll just right. let or, it go or a kid hasn't faced adversity that they would have had to, to right. go through at some point. Um, and I think I, I just kind of want to clarify in the sense that like, I mean, and, and I know that you know this, but just like, you know, it's not like you're coming out and saying like, I, I just think, you know, I just for, for viewers and listeners who might, I just think you're speaking in a general sense, like kids oh, in yeah. schools in a general sense. Yeah. You know? I'm just, I mean, yeah. I, and I know you realize that, but I just, yeah. Yeah. Just in a general sense that like, the population um it's not all of them but but there is a, a nice segment right. that like yeah i don't think you know. anybody on the podcast tonight is necessarily pointing the blame we're just making an observation yeah sure sure totally i'm just totally. yeah i'm just saying where i think yeah not only that there's this problem what is re- relating yeah. to helping it's, to yeah, cause yeah it's not that. necessarily just saying you know these kids suck nowadays yeah. <laughs> because the question was prefaced by you had these championships te- teams. What do you see yeah. the difference as? And maybe no. if you want to get to that championship level, you've got to develop a little bit and, more f- mental toughness. Uh, yeah. not, not only were they mentally tough, some, if you would look at the GPA of those teams, yeah, yeah, they were pretty smart kids. Yeah, and not only that, but sometimes adversity isn't a bad thing. No, it's I mean, absolutely no, it's nobody not. wants to go through it. You know, right. but it makes you, you know, it makes you a better person, it makes yeah. you stronger, especially in athletics. I mean, the simplest thing ever, like weightlifting, like yeah. you are putting your body through adversity to make it grow stronger it's and terrible. it won't unless you do. <laughs> right. And then you're <laughs> sore and then you, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I kind of just want to go back briefly on you. You mentioned, um, you brought up that you would quit a job to, you know, I mean, fortunately you wouldn't have to do it. Um, but can you just speak to that passion and that passion of like, man, if it came down to it, like 
I'd give consideration of quitting a job and making it work. You know what I'm saying? Like just that, just the passion that you have for volleyball that you would go to, you know, and even give consideration that like, you know, I guess for, for anybody else who, who had, who might have a passion, whether it's volleyball or, or what have you, um, anyone who might be listening. Well, I, I think if, if you play any sport or you coach, maybe coaching is even more important. Sure. If, if you don't have that kind of passion for the sport that you're doing or coaching, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard work. Yeah. Um, and the old saying, if it was easy, anybody would do it. It's adverse, right? Right. Like we were just I talking mean, about. Yeah. Um, uh, the former defensive coach for the Steelers. Dick LeBeau? Or? Dick LeBeau. Yeah. You don't do that. Oh, yeah. Till in your seventies, if you don't have a passion, sure. you're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. You're not. He's still he's doing not, it. It's not like not he has to do that. For, yeah. He's not doing it for the money. Yeah, right. He's doing it because he loves it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have that kind of like, if you don't have that kind of passion, if you're just, and there is a lot of coaches. That's why you have. And I'll speak to volleyball because I. Yeah, that's yeah. why I coach. That's why you have programs that are so bad. Every year, year mm-hmm. in and year out, because they don't have a coach that has that kind of passion. If the coach doesn't have the passion, the kids aren't going to have it. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. You yeah. know, we've all, we've, me and Spence have always said uh, on a team that we're playing that's not very good. Yeah. Um, we're like, boy, I'd love to be a fly on a wall in that practice to see what they do. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you know, they can't be doing much. So, I mean, I remember this is a quick little funny story. I won't. I won't name the school out okay. of respect, Fair enough. <laughs> but we played a, I was on the JV team at this time and we went to the school, Okay. completely annihilated them in the JV match. Yeah. It was like they weren't even on the other side of the court. Uh, then the varsity match happens and those same people that were playing JV come out <laughs> and it's even worse. That's not even the climax of the story though. So the match is over and it's over in three games. You know, best of five, three yeah. games easily. And like, not even all the starters are playing for Derry. Yeah. And it's just that easy. Then, as they're like cleaning up, there are fans from that school that came down onto the court to like play around with the volleyballs. And you the, could plainly see they're better at playing volleyball than the volleyball, the volleyball team. Yeah, and then you're like, oh my goodness. I know who you're talking about now. I know who you're it's talking about. It's almost like, now. man, it would have been a better match if we would have played the people and the, the fans. <laughs> Well, I've seen, you know, in writing up your results, like I've seen schools where you shut out teams. That's almost unheard shut of. Shut out. Yeah. Like, I think I recall. And rally too, volleyball. And, 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 and again, and again, I mean, obviously, it won't, you know, it's good, but like, I've seen like 25. Yeah. And ra- rally volleyball, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a point, you know, it's not like serving on a point. It's a, it's a point every time yeah. for people who might not be familiar with it. And, pe- and and you guys are shutting out teams, you know, it doesn't, but like, I, I've looked at a couple of those results and I was like, oh my, you know, like yeah. you, you shut out this team. Like that's unheard of. That's, you have to, you have to try to get shut out. I guess. But I, I digress. Yeah. Uh, you asked too, what was some of the funniest things? Oh, there you oh, go. Just any, like, yeah, yeah. Any, any good, you remember good that moments. Yeah. So you, you can say funniest things or just good, memorable. Good moments, obviously were state championships yeah. and state runner-ups, WPIL championships, um, some of the uh, '87 team, yeah, that mm-hmm. finished second in the state, beating the the number one ranked team at WPIL as a number eight. That was 
Yeah. That was almost as That's exciting big. as being the WPL champions. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the, there's been a lot of funny things. Uh, some of them won't be funny on radio. You'd almost have to see a demonstration to, yeah. Yeah. to see what they look like in real life. But um, we used to, when we're playing bad teams, yeah. sometimes we'd tell the kid, because we want to rotate, we mm -hmm. want to get other kids in the game, we'd tell the server, yeah. blow the serve. Yeah. Well, I can remember... Um, it was Ron Coleman. I can remember his name. Yeah. He's back there serving. Rich, it was varsity yeah. match. Rich tells him, blow the serve. He serves ace, scores a point. Blow the serve. So he tries to <laughs> serve it. He tries to serve it long out of bounds. The kid plays it. <laughs> Score again. <laughs> Don't he, touch the ball. <laughs> he goes, Ron, blow the serve. So he looks disgusted. And he goes back, the ref blows the whistle, and he just spikes it straight down into the floor in front of him <laughs> to, get, to get the side out yeah. so that we could put other kid rotate. So that was one of the funniest things, yeah, like yeah. not being obvious, you know. Sure, sure. But I can remember one of one of my best players. Um, Who was Ben? No. No, no oh. Ben wasn't one of my best oh, players. Oh, no. <laughs> I, no. I like to think I wasn't that bad, but yeah, no, you weren't yeah. that bad. There you go. You'd have been our you'd have been our starting libero this year, Ben. I would have. I would have <laughs> killed it in libero. Um, but um, we had a player. He was a <laughs> freshman. He turned out to be a very good um, player for us in varsity. But uh, he was in practice. It was the first week, and he ran and played a ball with one arm, but he stuck his arm out straight. Uh-oh. Had his hand down, so he played the ball with like the back of his yeah. hand. So I and he, he got it over the net. So I said to him, Bill, um that was good. You got you played the ball, you got it over the net, but it'd be better if you used two hands. Oh no. It wasn't two plays oh, later. No. Here comes the ball to him. He sticks both arms out and plays the ball with the back of his hand. And I just shook my head. I go, Well, he did exactly what I said. He, he used two hands. He can't fold him. I couldn't I couldn't say anything. I just I can remember Mr. Shaw was looking he he just started laughing. He goes, What was that? He goes, He did exactly what I told him. Man. He played the ball with two hands. Even sure. even when I wasn't playing, there's so many funny moments. Just going to a match, and and I guess that's the gem of having JV kids that have never played the game before. Yeah, you can have these <clears throat> hilarious moments. I remember, I think it was two or three years ago, uh, one of one of the guys on the JV team went back to receive the serve, and it was long. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell he wasn't quite sure what uh -oh. to do with his hands. Like, do I lean back and pass it forearm, or do I go over yeah, head yeah. pass? And so he just turned his head, and it just. Or I don't even think he turned his head. I think he just hit him like straight on oh, in the no. face. And he passed the ball and just zero reaction after that. And so I'm like, yeah. Did you just, <laughs> can we all acknowledge that what just happened here? <laughs> Somebody's just getting hit in the face. I mean, with the I, ball. Give, I yeah. give him credit for not ducking out of the way, but oh, just such funny moments. He played uh, it. There's, there's a lot he of those. It. You just, well, Spence will be going. You teach that. You know, <laughs> something, something really out of the ordinary that works. Yeah. And you go, do you teach that fuck? I said, yep, worked on that yesterday. <laughs> That's oh, my goodness. Well, thanks for being on the show. 
Sure. Coach Buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thank enjoy, you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been it's Always been a love lot of talking about volleyball. Yeah, I can tell. So <laughs> maybe we'll have you back in a couple more years or so. Yeah. <laughs> you can bring me back Talk as about the, retirement. The, the view as the official. Yeah. yeah, we can. That's always interesting, too. Right, because you do officiating, too. Yeah. Well, once again, thanks for being on the show. And thanks, listeners, for joining us for this episode. And we hope we've encouraged you to dream loud. See you later.